This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome, one and all, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. And we're coming to you from a very tired Back of the Nest um, Towers today. I'm your host, Terence Ford, obviously, and Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley, who we're due to start recording at 9.30. He rocks up at quarter past 10. Watford are at home, 17 minutes of stoppage time, and then he rocks up. Albert. Can you confirm or deny that you were at Vicarage Road tonight? I'm firmly denying it. You only <laughs> set up the call to do the podcast about <laughs> 10 minutes ago. I thought this was going to be a really good segue where he said you were due at 10 o'clock and you were celebrating Young Kapoor. Solid. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, but that's not why I'm. I feel like either way, I'm getting the eyes on me for why we're late. There's nothing to do with me. Yes, anyway. I was celebrating Yom Kippur tonight. Happy New Year. What better way to celebrate it than with beer check? Damn. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm going to leave you three to it, man. Yeah. I'm going to Yom Kippur myself a beer, which... um, Boom. I don't really want. (laughs) I went to Bristol last night for the Papa John's trophy game. We'll get into that. Um, But neither of these two are drinking with me. They're just on water. I don't even want this, but I'm doing it for the pod. However, because it is, I'm so hungover, I don't really want to drink it. I've just gone for the lightest one. It's only four and a half percent and no funny names. It's just called cold fermented IPA. Sorry, boys. Does what it says on the can. But it was either this or a pastry stout that was 12% and I'm just, I can't do it. I'm what, sorry. What, what percentage is it that you've got now? Oh, this is only four and a half. Four and a half. It's basically water. It looks like dishwater. Uh, it's actually really, it's actually really nice. That's all right. Why are you rubbing your eye? 
<laughs> I'm so you've tired. Taken your glasses, you've taken worried. your glasses off, screwed up your face, rubbing your <laughs> eyes, going, yeah, actually, it's all right. No, it's not the beer. This was already happening. I don't know. Um, God, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, literally, I, uh, yesterday, set off from work. Well, I had the one o'clock train from Paddington to Bristol. Three cans of beer on the train on the way up. And then... Yeah, straight into the pub in Bristol. I just it's, it's been a rough day. Got in, well, we got in twenty to two in the morning. Um, kids, one of the kids is teething the baby. So, yeah, <laughs> sleep. Well, we luckily, luckily, Joey Barton really appreciates your efforts in going out there. <laughs> we also saw a photo where you had uh, two pint glasses. Yes, um, that is true. That so was why didn't help. That's why two we got pints that. in one glass. Two yeah. pints, one glass. It's a different two. Yeah, two and two pints, one cup. Probably part of the reason why um, we got back to our seats. We were on a terrace um, at the sixty seventh minute in the second half after going for a beer at halftime. Um, mm, I don't remember much of the game. Um, but Bloody prawn yeah. sandwiches. We, we prawn sandwiches. It's very prawn sandwich at Bristol Rovers, particularly in the home. We end up going in the home end because we was with um, a few Rovers fans as well, and it was um, yeah, it was like fifteen quid, which is steep in itself, or twenty quid everywhere else in the ground. So we went in a terrace instead for fifteen, and there wasn't many people there, um, but we were with all the standing, you know, around all the people that were being taking the piss out of our goalkeeper for no reason. Didn't even make any mistakes, just slagged him off for like 20 minutes. It's like, on, he's, he's a kid, come on. <laughs> Did you stick up for him? Um, <laughs> joined in, joined in if anything. <laughs> Listen, I didn't even really want to be be there given, you know, I'm, not, I'm still not sure I feel about a trophy. And I think the attendance shows that, you know, Rovers certainly don't care about it. Um, they played Plymouth in the game before, and that's pretty big derby that is. And there was only twenty two hundred at that, so the competition's got some soul searching to do for sure. And probably having academies in it isn't no isn't the way to go about it. So no, so um, I wasn't going to start risking a ban by getting into a ruck <laughs> with when I was outnumbered like fifty to one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Um, some Twitter legends I won't mention. <laughs> legends? That's not the right, that's not the word I'm looking for. Some lunatics on Twitter. But yeah. Um, so yeah, got back at 22 in the morning and today has been a rough one. So, Joey Barton did not enjoy it, Heskiff. What, what, no, he didn't. What, what's wrong with him? It was a bit like, his, his argument seemed to be on the one hand, the Premier League team stockpile players was part of the quote, which is a bit weird because we were just playing our academy. We weren't playing like 10 full internationals. But also that our academy was shit. He seemed yeah. to be annoyed. I Well, I think he was probably annoyed because we injured one of their players or something. I, d- I didn't watch a game, so I'm guessing. But he seemed to be annoyed that our youth team didn't play that well. And I, I don't think it takes much for Joey Barton to get angry. But he's taught, he's, he was doing the whole it's a men's game sort of thing. 
So yeah, he he doesn't like our academy. I'm not. It wouldn't take any of our players, and they're all a million miles off of it, and they're never going to make it. Any of them. Apparently. Yeah, but it's weird because they were the team that had someone sent off. Yeah. So I don't really know what I was talking about. But coming from a bloke that stabs people in the eye with a cigarette, I'm not that fussed that he don't like our youth players. To be honest with him, I was going to say they got off lightly. Yeah. <laughs> Alleged, yeah. Um, allegedly beating your wife still to go to court yet um, stabbing people in the eyes with cigarettes um, or cigars you know brother racially murdering someone yeah but, but doing a dodgy <laughs> doing a dodgy French accent when he was yeah, in France French accent. God well, forbid a 17 like, year old leaves his foot in a little bit late I saw that's why he draws was, the line guys <laughs> there was a thing on Talk Sport where basically everyone was saying uh to, to go back one game that Thiago Silva should have been sent off except for Jamie O'Hara who who thinks he shouldn't have been sent off because what are we going to start doing sending everyone off for that and basically yeah. every reply to the tweet was like if Jamie O'Hara I don't need to look at it if Jamie O'Hara says it's not a red then it definitely is and I feel like I Joey, B- Joey Barton's in that school if he if he thinks it's bad it's fine we're doing alright yeah I love that are we going to send everybody off for doing that it's like well yeah if they do yeah. it <laughs> that's, we that's, should that's be. the point that's the point isn't it <laughs> yeah Just bring back leon knight to twitter <laughs> just let him let him lay into jamie o'hara for everyone um <laughs> this podcast yeah. is part of the talk sport fan network so <laughs> Sorry, healthy debate. it's healthy so, debate it's exactly what he does anyway yeah. he's doing it deliberately yeah and and so so are we mm-hmm Yes, I mean, as I say, I'm happy to go on there and have it out of him. Or, or Simon, you want Simon Jordan, don't you? Yeah, but I don't want to have it out with Simon Jordan. I quite, you know, I'd quite like a natter with Simon Jordan. Mm. On on this podcast, on this podcast, do, do yeah. you reckon it'd last the whole podcast? In what? In what <laughs> essence? Like we'd he'd get from the start to the finish without hanging up on us. I mean, <laughs> unconvinced. <laughs> Not unconvinced, yeah. Um, I mean, if he turns the camera on and he's wearing that red velvet jacket, I'm kicking him out of the call. To be honest, I, I reckon if you started the call and then just said the name Steve Parrish and then just kept recording, I reckon that would go on for quite a while. Mm. Steve Parrish discuss, yeah. Yeah. It's two sides to every story. <laughs> Well, he's just written down in a book, basically, isn't it? So, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, for some reason, I found out I've got two copies of that book. I'm going to have to, A, give one away or something and read it again. It's been a while. Whenever I think about uh, it, I just remember the Noel Whelan story. It's the only one that comes to brain. Or you could get it signed. You could get it, maybe you get one signed, keep it pristine, and one keep one reading. I once had a signed copy of, I think, Championship manager, which I didn't really play, but it was given to it by a journalist friend. I don't know. It's like around two thousand and two, probably. Like championship manager, like like the Mark, championship manager as well. That was the, the third game. I, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was. It they, was. I'm, they just, like, I'm letting you know like, that was the the one, the one and only, the golden. Game. Yeah, they like marketed it like based on like there was more chairman involvement in that year's game which meant nothing to me. 
per, as part of the promotion at some press event, Simon Jordan was there signing copies because obviously chairman involvement. We need a, 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 a handsome chairman face to front this campaign. And it was Simon Jordan. It's probably still at my mum's. Signed copy of, I think it's 2002 Championship Manager signed by Simon Jordan. I mean, if that's not worth at least, at least a thousand pounds. At least. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, listen, if anybody wants to at me with their offers on Twitter, then by all means do. I'll give them money to charity. Yeah, give it to the foundation. <laughs> um, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Arsh. they got a lot of money to raise to meet their target don't you know um right after its great success last week just that jingle yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it yeah. that was the most that was the most popular bit of the segment everyone loved the drink next yeah tune in next week we're turn to play again <laughs> um because i didn't want you guys to start going off and educating yourself potentially and coming back with all the answers i've switched it up oh no i'm what sort of loser do you think i'm busy man i haven't got time to <laughs> i'm not i'm not at all i've been doing yeah. plenty of research you've done a fucking spreadsheet i reckon yeah listen yeah. i'm not gonna top knowing that james vaughan scored nine goals mm. i've done I, i've if i could hold, retain that, thought. Information, hold that thought yeah all right come on <laughs> so what we're going with now, so rate of inflation is still at 10%, so it's still higher or lower than 10. But it's appearances for Palace, not goals this week. So, who went first last week? Albert went first. It was first. Albert, so you're going first. Okay. Padovano. More. Higher or lower than 10? Higher. Higher. That's correct. How many do you reckon? 15. 12. Fuck. Ooh. I was going to say 12. <sighs> okay. Albert. <laughs> Pull dick off. <laughs> Can we do the quiz first? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Pull dick off. More. Uh-uh. Nine ah. less by one. Okay. Oh, I thought it was being more than more by one. <laughs> more, more Paul Dickoff. <laughs> um, if you're lucky, let's see, let's see who wins. <laughs> Darcy Blake. <laughs> There's a name. That's a good one because. None of these are 10 on the dot, right? Because I probably would have said that he was 10 on the dot. No, no It would none defy of the point of the fucking game, wouldn't it, Eskith? I, I did think about putting in, if you can identify, there's one who's a 10, and if you can identify the 10, then... But then Al, just, Al, Albert's not a 10. Uh, Joachim uh, Anderson is a 10. I'm going to go Darcy Blake. Oh, I'm not confident about this. Oh, I'm not confident about this at all. I th- I th- I'm, I'm setting myself up for a foul, and I'm not going to say, I think this one's obvious. I Well, I'll say lower, but I'm not confident about it. Yeah, that's what I would have said. 
11 games. Ah, oh, I knew it was 11. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Mind games. I see that. I've got in his head. You did I got it. in his head. Oh, oh, you right psyched me out. You psyched me out. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Okay. So, one all, but game in hand for Albert. Sully Kai Kai. Oh, uh, we're including cup games in this, I'm assuming. Just appearances for Palace in total, yeah. <sighs> I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna say more. Correct. Eleven. Oh God, eleven! I thought it was way more than that. Okay, so we're level going into the last round. Sam Heskin. Mm, mm. Scott Sinclair. More. Only eight games for Palace. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wowzer. That's why I put him in. It shocked me as well. He just came really late in the season and just smashed it up. Smashed it. Wow. For that, what an for impact. That. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is this is for this is for the this is for the match. Yeah, this is, is for yeah. the win. Open goal now. Open goal. You can't miss this one. Well, talking about open goals and not being able to miss and all of that. Is that Zohar? Oh, Christ. Less. <laughs> we have a winner. Yeah. Yay. Only eight, eight games to Isaac Zohar as well. Um, Don't mess with have, the Zohar. Might have, might have played more if he didn't wrestle the ball out of Bruce Dyer's hands. Mm. A lesson there for there us all. <laughs> anyway, so that was um, inflation or appearances for Palace this week. <laughs> <Come back next>. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back with some more next week. Do you know? Can I, you try? I, can you try and say that again whilst the jingle's on? You got. You've got to say that whilst the jingle's on. <laughs> more inflation or goals? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> whilst the jingle's on, you've got to say it over the jingle. <laughs> you got to do it fast, man. That's a that's a short jingle. More or less than appearances for Palace. No, sorry, moving on. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, hang on. The, I, I, Hamblin's Ramblings has appeared on my um, bar up here. Good jingle, that. Good jingle, that. <laughs> oh, that's not the jingle. That's the that's the bed. Yeah. Well, this is um, feels very Yom Kippur-ish. <laughs> so, in keeping. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, this is this is my um, revenge on Albert for the Mexican bread and getting Heskovich. Listen, listen, my wife's family are Jewish, and I've spent four months in Greece. I'm, I, I feel pretty qualified to discern where that song belongs. Albert, can can I just can I just run it back to the Mexican bread thing? Before the game on Saturday, when you were queuing up for Tasty Jerk, we yeah, were for thrown- ages. We were thrown well and truly under the Mexican bus by Terence, who told his mates that we called it Mexican bread. The, the and I was I, luckily <laughs> Vanessa was there, and Vanessa was like, "Why?" As I the Mexican, no such thing. I was very clearly saying, for some reason, it just would not come to my head. What it would, the word just wouldn't come to my head. So I ended up just saying Mexican bread. Oh, f- rude. It wasn't even there to, thank you. I wasn't even there to defend myself. Thank you for stepping in. 
Yeah, when you abbreviated Tasty Jerk to TJ as well, and I'd text, how's everyone getting on? And you was like, I'm just coming up to T. I'm just coming up TJ to TJ. I thought mm. you were talking about me because those are my initials. <laughs> oh, and then sorry. twenty minutes later, you're still not there. I'm like, where the fuck is Albert? Late, late, late again. Yeah. And then you posted a picture, and I was like, oh, it's definitely Tasty Jerk. It's tasty Jerk. Yeah, it was. It was. Back, it was like it was like a queue to get into the ground. It was chaos. Worth trying it, to get in. Well worth it. It's very really extra smoky inside uh, nice. this week to the point where everyone was sort of going, "Can I have a <laughs> chicken <laughs> <laughs> rice, please?" Yeah, but it was it was probably the highlight of the day. All you know, all told. Well, they probably needed to raise all that smoke up in the air for the announcement of all the new managers of teams we're about we're about to play yeah yeah <laughs> annoyingly we'll get into that <laughs> um i don't know when it was because i've stumbled across a video of michael elise beating tyrant mitchell and ebereche eze at fifa have you seen this oh, video i have seen this yeah um, when eze when eze has a strop he massive strop and starts telling him you can't use my image rights i'm you <laughs> i'm not giving you permission to my image rights to show this video and Michael Elise just tells him, hold that. <laughs> I've never seen oh. Ebbs. Like, you know, the most happy-go-lucky player we've got. He was so rattled. He was oh, he was not happy at all. Not happy at all. And the best thing about it is Elise is so, like, straight-faced. His face is just, like, dead. A bit that, like, that, that wound up Eze more. A bit like Albert did in the quiz just now. Elise got in his head from early. He when, when, he, when he told him to move his leg when they were sat oh, on the yeah. sofa, he's like, why have you put your leg where my leg was? <laughs> and Eze's just like looking at him like, what's wrong with you? He's like, bruv, my leg was like, move your leg. And Eze has to like shuffle down the sofa and from that point it was done. It's, yes. it's definitely worth watching just to see Ebb switch in a way that you've never seen before. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, he's not happy. Like, like, does that to people, man. Didn't just chuck the controller down. He like spiked the controller onto the sofa and stormed off. Kind of remind me of the days when I don't think you guys ever played. Whereas, like when we were Homestyle Radio back in the day, and we'd all play FIFA clubs together. That was how we met Dr. So we we groomed him as a fourteen year old. I was going to say, how young is he? Yeah, he was the he was. I think his gamer tag was the faded Mario, and he was obviously just way better than all of us. Um, it's, I mean, Dio is still 16 now, so must have been very young. <laughs> How old is Dio now? He's got to be 20. He's kind of like... That, that's gonna, wait, wait, that's, that's going to be the quiz next week. Inflation or Dio's age? <laughs> Albert. He's at uni though, isn't he? So he says. So he says. Yeah, so that means, so, but I think he's in his second year, so he's got to be at least 19. Unless he was in on some scholarship because he's super smart. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know that the application process to be a you know presenter on formerly Homesdale Radio, now back at the nest, is so stringent. It's just <laughs> plucking, plucking kids off FIFA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like through social media, like we'd put out like we're going to play clubs if anyone wants to join in. There you go. He's 22. He's just told us in chat. 22. Ugh. Sickening. It is sickening. Mm. Okay. We've got a run of games coming up now. 
where we don't we don't see someone from the top six until the second of January. And obviously there's a World Cup break in there in the middle, but you know, we've got a good cushion now this side of the World Cup and then two, you know, was it Fulham and someone else just after the World, after the World Cup who are not in the top six. So this is obviously our time of the season where we've got to prove that our position in the table is false and get some points on the board. How confident are you feeling, Haskiff? Um, I did text my friend and friend of the pod, Miserable Dave, are we going down, yes or no? And he replied, yes, instantly. And I can't. You know, I'd, lo- I'd love to say that I'm 100% against that. but uh, I'm, not, not, I'm never confident, but... I hope that we win more than one out of the next seven. Because if we don't, then I'll be very... Um, if confident. we only win one in the next seven, we're in, we are in we're big in trouble. trouble. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, uh, no, it's like, for me, we've. I think we've played all right this season. we played pretty well in some games. And if you say losing to Arsenal, Man City and Chelsea is, you know, whatever, providing you beat the likes of Leeds... Uh, Villa, uh, Brentford, which we didn't. You know, if you beat the teams around us, then losing to the so-called big teams is all right. But obviously now we've got to beat those teams around us. Otherwise, it's going to look a bit dicey. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, Leeds is a great example this weekend, Albert, of where they're three points above us in the table. So, you know, and quite a few places. So... Bit of a six-pointer in a sense of targeting the people above us and wanting to get above them. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a game that we always say we don't like calling them must-win games, but it is a bit of a must-win game because I know it's not our fault that we've we've played the teams that we've played, and, and as Heskiff points out, there's no no real shame in losing to any of those sides. You know, I think the the Brentford result is one that's you know hand on heart, truly gutting. Uh, we got, but then again, we got a point at Liverpool, which at the time was a surprise. Obviously they're not, they've gone on to not be that great, but that was a point that we wouldn't have expected, you know, didn't lose at Newcastle and, you know, they've seemingly become quite a formidable team, certainly at St. James's Park. So I think we're sort of apples for apples at the moment. I, like I say, I don't think it's, um, it's, it's a false position in the sense that we certainly expect to be higher in the table, but looking at what's gone in terms of the opposition, it's not really, not really too too bad a place to be, um, and you know, a couple of wins in these first few of these easier games, you know, we could could see us up in, you know, tenth maybe, you know, who knows? Um, but I just think we need to be a bit more positive. Um, 
you know, I think we're going to be looking for a similar similar performance against uh, Villa at home. You know, and we should be we shouldn't be afraid of tr- going going out to win the game. Yeah, was I feel like we kind of did that against Chelsea. It was um, my sister couldn't make it, so I had a friend of a friend. He's a Sampdoria fan, <laughs> and um, if you know Sampdoria's rival was a general, he was having to who wear red and blue stripes. He was having a big struggle <laughs> with having to support Palace for the day, um, especially when we sing and we're the red and blue army. And he was like visibly cringing, uh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like talking, like having to like talk him through the game a lot in terms of like who players are. And I'm saying this is like weird. All these players on the pitch, we have a lot of attacking players on the pitch and, Having Eze and Elise in the centre of the park against a team like Chelsea, really, you'd, you'd be thinking there's not a lot of, along with the Kure, there's not a lot of ex- Premier League experience there. And they looked all right. And we mm-hmm. competed in that game and got very unlucky and a bunch of, for a bunch of different reasons. The Arsenal game was the same, better finishing, and we, we get at least a point from that game. We could have won at Liverpool. We were two 0 up at Man City. You know, there's, you know, we're not a million miles off of just, you know, turning those into wins and climbing up. And this is the perfect run to do it. And I think I've said this on the pod before. I feel like we played a brand of football now that's can beat these teams. You know, we can break these teams now. Now you would hope. Um, hopefully, Edward will get some confidence from getting a goal, and we'll actually, um, you know, get a settled striker who actually finds a net. On, on a consistent basis. But, um, yeah, what do you think, Heskiff? Yeah, I think it's also, if you think of, you know, you, you look at the team, we were talking about how offensive-minded it was against Chelsea. If you, you look at our back line, you know, we ended up, we started off with Wardy at centre-back, ended up with Tonks in there, and it still still looked all right. Um, so, it's like, you know, if it, I mean, Tonks had his moments. Uh, the, the, the passage he played before the back pass was quite funny. <laughs> but it didn't come of anything. It was funny. But what I, don't I mean, remember, is, you know, I don't remember laughing. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I thought it was all right after they missed. I <laughs> mean, can't, it. there's not enough back passes these days, though. It was a bit of a novelty to see it. It's a it shame was. it was for us, but it was. I mean, Tompkins just put Guaita in a position of just like no return. Like he couldn't do. It. I mean, Guaita had quite a bad game, actually. Yeah. That's that's how, that's how long it's been since Tompkins last played a game. He thought the back passes were still allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, what I meant was, you know, like if if you say if Joe is back, um, which apparently he might be on Sunday, that's going to be a big bonus for us because we'll have that pass. You know that that sort of breakout breakout pass. It was good to see Ebbs and Elise playing there and doing well. Like you say, against Chelsea, I thought we'd get overrun a bit, but they look good. And you would say against Leeds, maybe they've got some joy there. Um, obviously, I, I assume we're going to see Wardy at right back because it didn't look good for, for Klein, which is shit, especially when you factor in who, who injured him. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we th- these are games, like you say, we should be looking to to start on the front foot and we know we're capable of it. Like we, we're, pretty good going forward and hopefully I mean we say this quite a bit but hopefully Edouard will get into a stride because I thought he I thought he played all right on Saturday and it was a good finish for the goal um but yeah it's just about it sound you know we say it every week really don't we we've got to take these chances we're, we're playing confidently with the ball but we've just got to finish 
Um, because if it's 1-0 with 10 minutes to go, especially if Vieira takes off Decore, there's no way I'm not thinking we're not going to let a goal in. Um, what did you guys think of him taking Decore off? Oh, no. Before we get into Decore, we need to, you mentioned Joachim Anderson turning up to training today and blazer over a brown jumper and khakis on. Looking very, very early 2000s. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so it, sounds like, it sounds like something out of a gap advert. <laughs> we were in um, the fan zone prior to the match, as we said, for Chelsea. Heskiff. I mean, sorry, Albert, you, you didn't make it, so you missed it. It was full of Danes who were there to see Anderson. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Full of Americans as well, with Chris Richards on their back. Whoops. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah, it was mad. It, I mean, obviously, it's, and I know it's not a Chelsea review show. Hambling and the team did a very good job of that at a weekend. Um, but if you know, you, you only have to say to any Palace fan, you know, Anderson's not in the, not in the team, and we know we know that that's a big miss. Mm. But when you when you actually you know sit and watch it for ninety minutes, particularly against you know a team of Chelsea's quality it's like fuck me we really we really 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 miss him like that you know there was no real that 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 pass that outlet just wasn't there you know and it i don't i don't know if this was if it was chicken or egg but no anderson felt like we were we were so compact in our own half that at times when chelsea were just stroking the ball around their own defense like their defense was like five or six yards in our own half you know and it was like well if the ball does break to one of our centre halves, like even if Anderson was there, like one of his seventy-yard pingers would just be up to absolutely fucking no one. Um, yeah. So you know, it's it, it sounds like stating the obvious, but it, you know, it it took witnessing it on Saturday to really highlight how integral he is to almost everything that we try and do when in possession of the ball. Yeah, I thought about it a lot in terms of how successful Reese James was against Wilf in the game. It, it, to, to the extent, I think, Wilf struggled against James in the past. Yeah. Uh, and he's, po- he's probably the only fullback in Wilf's entire career that he's never got any change out of. But he was particularly strong in this game against Wilf. And prior to it, before finding Anderson was out, I was really, I was thinking a lot of how does that outlet have to ma- drastically alter the way James plays in terms of being able to get in behind him there. And, um, yeah, it just wasn't there to see. So, unfortunately for Wilf, he was in. I think he did it. He, he went about it wrong. He always does the same thing. You know, he, since he come back from that Huddersfield injury and he's beefed up and he, you know, he can go shoulder to shoulder or back into players and hold them off. And he's, in, like, incorporated that into his game a lot. Reese James is the wrong defender to do that against because he's a beast himself and he's mm-hmm. very, very strong and can hold him off, as he did many times in that game, where Wilf didn't, at any point, decide, let me drop off five yards, pick it up and face you up and see if I can take you on that way. Um, but also, he just, you know, admitted defeat too late as well. He should have, you know, half-time gone, I'm going over the other side. Because as soon as he was facing up Chilwell, Chilwell was shitting yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, uh, doff of the cap to Reese James because it's not a one-off. This has been a consistent thing throughout their their duels over, over the years. And, um, yeah, some some player he is really, really, you know. When you think about how good he is going forward as well and how bad Trent Alexander is 
going back, you know, defensively, you got to think that he's the one who's going to eventually sew down that right back spot for England and make it his own, I would imagine. But yeah, fair play to the lad. Um, this weekend, though, obviously looking at the game to approach the game in a different way, and you've got to imagine that we're going to be trying to get on top of Leeds and um, apply the pressure. Heskiff, do you think? I, mean, I think it's clear now we won't be going to five at the back at home anytime again soon after the Brentford game. So it will be clearly a four. But mm-hmm. can you see him going with the same lineup in the sense of the attacking half of the field to, you know, keep Elise, Eze, Zaha, and Ayu and the striker on the field? Yeah, I can. Because, I, like I said, I think they did right against Chelsea. And you would think if they get, they're probably going to have more space. I know Leeds press very high, but if we can get get round them, which I I don't think we should have trouble doing really. Then I think having those guys, you know, running at you is a pretty daunting task for the opposition. Um like I alluded to, I I, I don't ever want to see Decore being taken off because that scares me now. Um he didn't really seem to be injured. He didn't even know he was being taken off at the time the referee had to tell him so <clears throat> hopefully he's alright. Um but I think it, you know, the more that we play with with these players there, hopefully, the more they sort of get used to playing like with Elise Central, him, him and Eze linking up. On paper, is very scary, and I think if it, if they continue to play there, then it should it should bear fruit. Um, so yeah, I think I don't see why he would change it. I don't think we I don't think we look bad on Saturday. I would imagine the only change really. If Anderson is fit, is to have him at centre half and Wardy at right back. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, um, uh, Albert. With that in mind, though, is can Schlupp feel a bit aggrieved? Had a decent season to date. Um, appears to have been dropped for that game. I don't know whether there was any other reasons behind it, whatever. But um, he's done all right in there and has a lot of experience playing in midfield now. So can he feel a bit hard done by? No. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm not not a fan. I'm not not a fan. But he just doesn't make my first choice um, midfield. Unfortunately, I think he's a, I think he's a good good player to bring on in certain uh, scenarios. But it just doesn't it just doesn't fill me with any any joy or assurance when I see him start in the middle of the park. I don't mind him in the sort of you know the out wide are you sort of role that he, he he kind of did you know a couple of seasons ago under Roy. I think he's I think he's better out there. I just think he's I don't know. I think he can find himself a little bit at sea defensively at times. And when you're playing that midfield three, you kind of need you need people to be where they where they need to be. Um, so yeah, for for me at the moment with the personnel that we've got, you know, Schlupp starting place is on the bench. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like the way he breaks. He can break the lines with his turn of pace on the turn, and he he can really. I I I understand why now Roy has put him in there, and Patrick Vieira has continued to do it because he does. He can really stretch games. Um, I think back if you think back to that one 0 win against Bournemouth, that goal he scored there, for example, is you know it's not just about necessarily scoring it at the end like he did in that game but it's 
you know, the way that that stretches play and really, you know, opens up opportunities for us is when you have that and you have Anderson's long ball at the back as well, it really makes us dynamic in that sense. Uh, but Eze and Elise are both capable of doing that as well. Um, can't believe I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, Elise playing as a centre mid, you know, if we can make that work, well, you know, they competed against, say we competed against Chelsea and we're really in the game and they never looked out of their depth or anything like that. So if he makes that work, then yeah, great. Um, I can't see how we don't win the league within two years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, just add a striker, you know, and a goal. Sorry, player. I thought you said that was a weak beer. <laughs> it is. Do you know what? It's actually gone down really well. Hair of the dog, just way too late. I should have done this um, with my morning coffee or something. So, <laughs> I, whilst whilst Terence finishes off his beer, I've got a question for you both. Um, after the experience that we had on Saturday, if he's fit, are you both going to clap Bamford on when he comes on as a sub, and then clap him off after he scored the winner for Leeds? Let it go. You know, it, no, it, don't it, let it go. It, it would be very nil dance because we did that. We clapped him on. He scored the winner for Leicester against us. <laughs> so I just remember that when he came back. Um, Conor Gallagher did it. Actually, a very similar goal to the one Dan scored for Leicester in that game as well, thinking about. At least Dan's um, played for us properly. And that's and what I mean by that is was actually our player at look, the club. Look, for listen, a, a yeah, let's seasons. be honest. Bamford ain't getting clapped on, is he? What, because he scored a hat-trick at Bromley in a pre-season? He's not getting clapped on, is he? He's going to get booed, if anything. Um, I'll, I'll clap him off when he, when he fucks off. I'll, I'll clap, yeah, because <laughs> it means I haven't got to watch him play football for at least a year. Yeah. I mean, considering he was about as prolific as Paul Dickoff um, for us. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I don't think he's, like, he's not going to get clapped. Um, I guess we can start to move towards predictions now, but before we do that, we'll... You know, obviously Albert last week predicted two one Chelsea with a Gallagher winner with a Gallagher winner. You know, yeah, not, not your proudest moment. I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Um yeah, he he uh, obviously that's that's the end where I sit. Um I'm out where he hit the ball is almost directly in line with my seat, and I have to say from the angle where I was, I thought, oh, that's goal, you know, goal kick. And uh, all of a sudden, the net's rippling. And it was all a bit like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. As I say, I was, ta- I was talking um, our Sampdoria friend through how Chelsea, because <laughs> he was saying Chelsea have been shit here. Palace should really be going for the juggler and trying to get the win. I was like, mm, I'll take a point at this point. You know, they did score an injury time winner against us last year to win 1 0 here. Um, and then about 15 seconds later, kind of, kind of puts it in the top corner. For fuck's sake. I thought, they, I, thought, I thought they grew into the game second half. You know, I thought, you know, we, 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 we didn't look bad, but you know, I thought first half they were, they were pretty dire. And, uh, you know, I feel second half they kind of ramped it up a little bit. But I just don't again, think in the final third, though, in the final third, they looked so toothless. Yeah, and again, they were talking about on the radio today. The whole, it's the five, it's the five subs thing, isn't it? You know, the, 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 you look at the quality that they can bring on, yeah. and then you know we're looking around, and no disrespect, but Jeffrey Schlupp and others are warming yeah, up. And you yeah, think, 
honestly, don't. I, I, it's not his <laughs> fault, but it was just fucking. It was like watching my dad out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, dearie me. Um, right. Okay. We'll get before we get into predictions. Oh my god, that is like so CPFC. So we've eighth game of the season. We've played Leeds twice in the eighth game of the season before, unbeaten. Heskiff. 1990 drew one all with Thomas mm-hmm. scoring, and that lockdown 2021 4-1 win Ooh. with Dan as a IU and that weird freak own goal. What a bizarre own goal that was! That it was, was very bizarre, very very weird. Um, Palace have played Leeds four times at home in October, never lost. I hate Heskis these. Loving this, he's loving it. Look at his face, livid. Two one <laughs> league cup, two one league cup win in sixty eight. Uh, one all draw in sixty nine. The aforementioned one all draw in nineteen ninety. And a 1-0 win in 1991. Oh, so. Put that in your Mexican bread and eat that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after a home game versus Leeds, only once in our history following that game have we been in the relegation zone. That's more Which like in That's March more night. like it. <laughs> in March 1981. I think something he can work with now. There we go. I'm back in the game. Yeah. And I mean, that was the early 80s as well, which wasn't the, you know, this wasn't the greatest of times, Considering, especially considering the team in the 80s. Yeah. But 81, it all gone wrong. So, yeah, so there's there's um, our stats from SoCPFC. And now we can just have some predictions. So, Albert. Off the back of your glory, or sort of tainted glory from last week. Good name for a band. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm torn between two score lines, but I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with 3-0 Palace. Oh! Wowzers. Bloody hell. Is that... Is mm. that a- a hat trick of own goals and Patrick Bamford. It was that or two one. I'm going three nil. <laughs> um, I you haven't taken my score line away from me, so I'm very happy about that. I know that because I predicted a win. <laughs> you did. Uh, I'm going to say one all, and we'll concede in the last ten minutes. Oh, don't I can't take another one of those. We cut surely. It's, it's happening. It's not about what you can and cannot take, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if we do, I'll need that fucking pastry stout I was talking about on next week's pod. If we concede another last, <laughs> you know, um, oh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go two 0 Palace just out of sheer wishing that more than more than anything with any knowledge. Um, I think that's a sound prediction. Okay, excellent stuff. So the game will be on the game's on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they might knock the match report out after the game on Sunday, so it might be in your ears in time for Monday. Um, and then we are back next week with a thrilling fixture to look forward to: Palace away at Leicester. Mm-hmm. 
where um, looks like Brendan Rogers' stay of execution. He's not going anywhere just yet. Uh, picked up a much-needed 4-0 win against Leicester. Um, transferred Madison into my fantasy team, so buzzing, buzzing about his performance in that one. Um <laughs> Oh my goodness! If only, if only you could read the little side chat that goes on while we're recording these podcasts. Um, you know, ply me with enough beer at a game one day, and maybe I'll tell you about this um, outrageous story, which you know is true, but it's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll be build you up to Leicester next week, and hopefully, it'll be on the back of a. A resounding victory against Leeds. I'll take another perfect 3-0 prediction from Albert there. Um, until then, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.